On this episode, we bring the ruckus on floor 15. This is episode 146 of the Ask Gary Vee Show. Sorry guys, uh, on, on floor 15, I feel like we woke up the floor a little bit, feels nice. Uh, India, let's get into the show. I'm not gonna try anymore. Is that true? No. You've given up? No, I'm Okay, got it. Aaron asks, you mentioned how great you are at closing in sales. What's your structure for your pitches? for my pitches. So my structure for my pitches is complete and utter no structure. Um, I don't really structure my pitches a whole lot. My team may, in certain scenarios, have a deck, but there's, I'm sure, an inside joke in this company that when we go into that meeting, I'm gonna completely side rail and drive over that deck, which I do consistently. For me, I'm much more interested in reading the room and deploying what that client wants at that exact moment versus what we thought they wanted. Uh, In the same way I sold at baseball card shows, I would just always react. I really think that my pitches are structured for counter-punching, which means no preparation from presentation form, but complete and utter presentation for knowing the content. See what I mean? This is the thing that most people don't understand. They think that you wing it. No, no, you're winging the way you're gonna present it. You're not winging what you actually know about it. So the way I prepare is holistically prepare, AKA know my shit. I know what I'm talking about in the things that I'm selling and then basically I'm reverse engineering deploying your needs against that expertise at that moment versus what order the deck needs to be for the presentation. My friends, the deck doesn't sell it. The presentation doesn't sell it. The skills sell it. Jeremy asks Gary, why do you feel the need to swear to make a point? Surely business credibility is better built without swearing. (laughs) You were excited about asking this question. I don't feel like I need to swear to make a point. Uh, I also don't agree that business credibility is lost when you curse. Business credibility is lost when you curse when the judge of your credibility is a D or F player and somebody that is making surface level decisions. As a matter of fact, I would argue that at times I use my cursing as a filter to filter out the people that are not capable of seeing the bigger picture versus being so blocked. Oh my God, I heard the word I can't hear anything else. Everything else must be bad. There's no good advice. This is a bad person. That is ludicrous. Uh, It goes into the same context as the way you dress or a million other variables of ways people that will judge you. See, when you're great, you can dress in all red. (laughs) All red. Next to, I mean, you can can blend into phone boots. I mean, you, you, uh, you can dress how you want. You can talk how you want because at the end of the day, the way you deliver is, uh, is all that people really care about. And the way you make them feel. I'm not cursing to disrespect someone. And I have empathy and respect why a lot of people may not like me or consume me. There are plenty of people that don't watch this video because they saw a keynote where I cursed and they were offended and they are no longer in my set. Surely I would have a bigger audience if I didn't curse. That is absolutely true. And business respect, sure. 
I may lose out on a deal because they were offended, but in the net, 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 net score, I win so many more by being me and just being me versus creating a half version of me for the one conservative person and leaving the hundreds of magic business opportunities that are predicated on winners making decisions. So um, yeah, I'm completely uh, in disagreement with you um, and, uh, and I don't believe that either one of us are successful because of our cursing or non-cursing. I think it has a lot more to do with a lot of things that matter a hell of a lot more than some choice four letter words. Sharice. Talk about the importance of HR and employees getting along. How do I implement What is this? That? It's a doll. It's a doll? It's a baby. EB swaddled it. EB swaddled it with a, with a napkin. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Cool. Sorry. Go ahead. Spooky as shit. Oh, weird. I curse. Turn off the show. Go ahead. Sharice asks, you talk about the importance of HR and employees getting along. How do I implement that when everyone talks about everyone? Well, I don't know if, if employees getting along or HR is predicated on everybody talking about each other. No, it's like how do I implement that in a place where everybody's like talking about each other. Oh, talking about each other like gossip? Yeah, I mean, if you want to read it, but that's how I interpret it. Everyone talks about everyone. Oh, jeez. I mean... Well, that, that means it's broken from the top. Like, I mean, people are gonna gossip, I'm sure, you know, in the 600 employees, 550 employees of VaynerMedia, I'm sure people talk about each other. Um, but it's a net-net score. Don't be crippled by, if, make sure you're judging the gossiping appropriately. Maybe, maybe it's not as bad as you think in the collective. Ryan, be careful, this is, a, this is an active shoot, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, clearly you didn't realize. I'm just kidding. Do you wanna come on and apologize to the show? Get over here, Ryan. Let's get you seven Twitter followers. <laughs> Guy Gone Wild, I'm sorry for ruining the show. Um, Say Dear Vayner Nation. Dear Vayner Nation, I sincerely apologize for ruining the show. And I'm pretty sure Gary hates me now. No, so, no, I love you. Oh, well thank you. Tell them what football team you like. The New York Jets. It's my boy, get out of here. All right. Um, Hey, br- hey, brunch back. Hey, what's up? All right, get out of here. All right. Um, we need to come to 15 more often. There's some good action going on here. Um, creating a culture where people are gossiping negatively about each other is devastating. There's a lot more to fix. The leadership needs to be looked at. Maybe you're the leader. You need to really look at yourself. I think the only way to fix a real burning building if it's really you know, rampant and negative is to call an all hands on meeting and go straight kumbaya. It's all communication. It's put it out on the table. It's address it head on and, and move forward. And so, um, one, make sure you're judging it properly because in the scheme of things, humans are humans. You can't, it's not like, I mean, Vayner's great culture, but like there's, at a micro level, there's a million little bad things going on. It's just you have to look at it as a collective. You can't turn people into robots and not make them have all the emotions humans have. Uh, but way more importantly, way more importantly to me is if it is rampant, the only way to fix a complete storm of this is to bring everybody together, be the, the leader, needs to put on, starting with them, I've clearly screwed up, let's talk about this, probably make some firing decisions, because there's probably some cancer cells in there. It's a, it's a real uh, aggressive, you need to address it. Truth is, so many of you do not want to address it. Or don't know how, or don't have the stomach to. Uh, that's the bigger issue, and, uh, and I went for the dramatic kind of moment there. You know what, kicking a little bit of soft music here for that part, 
This is the important thing. Are you willing to address it? Do you have the appetite to deal with that kind of confrontation at the global scale? That's the friction point. The leaders don't want to step up and actually be leaders. Right? David? David, what's a video? Hey Gary, it's David Shaheen, husband and manager of recording artist Amanda Vernon. Hey Gary. She's about to sing the national anthem here at Lambeau Field amazing. for Monday Night Football. Holy oh, crap, she's about amazing. to go on in a little bit here. So I was wondering if you could give any tips on how to capitalize on this uh, exposure. Thank you. That's fantastic. Uh, I would immediately buy the Google AdWord national anthem, singing the national anthem. I would own, I would buy all the long tail words on search on Google for national anthem. Singing the national anthem, national anthem, national anthem at halftime. How do I get picked to sing the national anthem? That's a long tail. And I would have your video embedded somewhere with a story about her. So create a landing page on Tumblr, Rebel Mouse, where it doesn't cost you a lot, where you don't have to design. Embed the video, tell a story about her and all her work. Um, and and buy keywords on social around uh, that. I would also buy Facebook ads against Green Bay Packer fans, fans of the Green Bay Packers, and say, do you want to see the video or do you want to meet the person that sang the national anthem last Monday night? Some of them will as well. Those would be the two black and white executional things that I would do. That was good, some real advice. That's some real advice. Pam, that's some real advice. Thank you. Good. Charles asks, do you see your reliance on the Jets with regards to their effect on your mood as a strength or weakness? Indy, <laughs> you're really picking some doozies. Do I? Do I? Do you see your reliance on like the fact that the Jets has such an effect on your mood? Do I see the Jets impacting me so much on a Monday as a strength or weakness? A strength means that I'm emotionally in tune with myself, which I deploy in other places. See, this is the whole, you know, I'm gonna actually turn this question into a really good question. The disproportionate amount of you who are not winning as much, and I'm not trying to zing, I love you guys, but I believe that a lot of the people that are watching this right now that are not winning, back to the cursing question, are looking at things too much at a micro level. You look at like, and, and people assume, and a lot of people believe, oh, that's a weakness, you're wasting a half a day or a day or not as efficient as you can on a Monday. I view it at a much higher level of, if I'm capable of caring about something so much and allowing it to affect my mood, that means that my emotional intelligence is at such a high level that those are some of the strengths that allow me to do all the things that I do and have the intuition around how people feel about things, hence the HR question, hence the culture, hence the business success, hence where consumers are going with their feelings. My feeling skills are, uh, I'm proud that I cry. I cry, I cry, I went to Hamilton, there was a part in the play that I was almost crying. I cry all the time, like when the Lion King's dad died, Lion King, I was on a date in high school and I cried. Do you know how wimpus that is? Like that's like the anti, Pam, you like that? Yeah, beaches and steel magnolias, I cried like a waterfall. Like, so those are feelings, those are my strengths, I see it as a strength. That's the show. <laughs> Thanks for watching the show. Looking for some statements. Appreciate you guys. I'm enjoying this. 15 brought some really good stuff. I blended into a, you know, I blended into a machine, you know. You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them.